All right. More oh. grace. More Man. grace. More grace. Come on in. Come Dude. on in. More grace. It's More been grace. six months. Y'all, hey, we are going off tonight. No holes barred. Straight Jordan mode. Okay. Yeah. We ain't even trying to, we ain't even going to try to for no 30, 40 minute time frame. Like we, like this is going to be an hour. Okay. It's yeah, been it's six months. Just it's, it's been a while. So y'all just sit back, grab your popcorn. Just get ready. And uh, yeah, grab a drink. You know, it's a get ready, get ready. It's going to, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Um, All right, we got but, one. I mean, we, we I mean, it's, it's been such a while since we've caught up with y'all and, um, and, and talked about this stuff. So, I mean, let's let, let's just I mean, let's just, I guess, start with where we've been. I mean, uh, yeah, I last time we did it last time we did an episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was here. Probably yeah, you were. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there. Yeah. We, and ever since then, it's been it's been real busy, man. Busy with ministry, busy with work, man. It's it, it's all I can say is God's been good. He's been yes. good to me for yes. sure. For sure, but man, this this world has some interesting conversation topics. <laughs> so, but don't uh, it? Yeah. So, Justin, what about you? Uh, have you been? Where have you been? What's um, new? man, um, a, a lot of the same, man. Um, a lot of ministry. Um, uh, a lot of uh, work. You know, just trying to get some goals out. Um, Since the last time you have all seen me on live on this platform, I have lost 20 pounds. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm joining Caleb on the fitness train a little bit, minus the gym. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, man, it's been a good time, um, you know, just uh, working and – Really, uh, I'm in those last couple of years before 30, so I'm like, hey, I gotta, you gotta get gotta right, gotta ramp up, man. So That's it's been, it's been awesome. Head. It's been awesome for sure, for sure. Emily, it's good to see you. Thank you. You're all, you're always that one. You're always she's the, the one. number one, man. Number one. So number we appreciate one. you. Shout out to Emily for being here, tuning in as always. Uh, Caleb, how about you? Where, where have you been? How have you been, man? So for those of you who saw me last time. I was deployed and I was deployed for seven months. I got back, uh, got back in July, end of July. And um, honestly, I've just been readjusting. I've been just trying to get back to, you know, being stateside and, and everything. So, um, yeah, I've just been doing that, been getting a lot more serious in my lifting. Um, I have a competition coming up in January. So ramping up for that, uh, also nice. got promoted. Um, Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Finally, yeah. going to be a whole staff sergeant now, huh? Be a whole staff sergeant. Yes, and, sir. Nice. So, just things, things, things in my life are kind of are opening up. I'm sort of at a fork in the road, but I think I figured out where, what, what uh, direction I'm going to head. So, um, it's it's been good. It's been good. It's kind of where I've been at lately. Just pretty much gym, work, and school. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Feel that. Feel that. Happy birthday, Emily. We see it's your birthday. So happy birthday. Again, thanks for thanks for supporting the the page or the channel and everything. We appreciate you. Um y'all really don't y'all really don't get it. Like she is one of she's our number one fan. Like for real, for real. Known her for a long time too. So yeah. Yeah. People are hard to come by in this world, so we appreciate you. And whoever and whoever else is watching, go ahead and just drop a comment. But 
we're just going to kind of go ahead and get into this, I guess. And I mean, I guess technically nobody's particularly driving the boat necessarily. I guess Caleb can because um, he has some prompts and some questions and stuff like that. But I mean, we are now uh, two years into COVID and um, we are, you know, many years into um <laughs> I don't want to open up a can of worms, but many years into traditionalism, um, mm. a mm. whole bunch of other stuff. But and then you know, also 2021 has also provided its uh, comedic conversation topics and just random thing that's happened throughout the year. And um, yeah, since we since we you know have been absent, you know, there's been a lot that's happened. So um, mm-hmm. I, I guess specifically today, what we're going to try to focus on is mainly. Um, where we are right now with COVID and especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to the church. And I know for a fact, this is probably going to open up a can of worms into some other topics in the church. And that's okay, because that's kind of what we do on the, on this channel is we, I mean, we talk a lot about the church because we are in the church and not only that, but uh, all of us are leaders in church and we are a part of a generation that is very, adamant on seeing people walk the walk and not just talk the talk you know Mm -hmm. i was telling my wife a couple days ago that um our our previous generations have perfected you know they're they're more of the people that are like if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck then it is a duck right but then they have mastered the art of looking like a duck but just but being a wolf on the inside you know wolves in sheep's clothing kind of thing and we we are part of the generation that's just like i don't want to fake who i am especially in church like you're yeah. not you're not going to get me to look a certain way talk a certain way and walk a certain way and that's just not who i actually am mm-hmm. so we are a part of that generation but we want to do things obviously in order we want to do things respectfully and we want to do things the way that we believe god is leading us to do it um so with, with that well i guess caleb you can go ahead and, and ask the first question um and uh, drive the boat from here all right Man, yeah what? um Wow. Two years have went by. Well, just about, just about two years. Yeah, coming up. It was, it was December when, um, when the first case in America was detected, but it wasn't really considered a pandemic right. when it happened. Um, but yeah, we're, we're running up on two years of COVID-19, or as Kevin Hart so affectionately called it, the vid. Um, honestly, I just wanted to start with Honestly, just getting y'all's perspective. Um, first question is, how do you think the church, the general populace, and the government has handled this pandemic? Mind you, we have not had a worldwide pandemic in years or something on the scale of a worldwide pandemic since, I think you could say the last real one was 1918, Spanish flu. Right. So, so what? So because this is a new thing and our parents haven't really had to deal with this, and there, our grandparents ever didn't really have to deal with this. From your perspective, Philip, how do you think the church and the populace and the government handled everything? Well, I mean, in in, in reality, um, the government handles things always in such a weird way. I mean, they, they have a, a tendency to always handle things that always benefit the elite people and just completely just, you know, poop on everyone else that's not. Um so that's, I mean, that's really that. And I'm not really a government. Um, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not really, uh, I mean, I'm knowledgeable in, in systems of the government and, and some somewhat how they operate, but honestly, I'm never really into it that much because I'm more 
focused on um the church to be honest yeah and um i mean me I, i'm i'm under the impression me personally that um there's nothing that the government can do that's really going to hinder god's plan for my life so i mean i'm going to do what I, what i need to do to make sure that i do things legally and etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh what i don't want to do is just get caught up with the government but however uh the government has handled this this situation very <laughs> very interestingly uh they I mean, I mean, let's just start with the mask mandates and the vaccines. Like, I mean, oh, we're going there already. We're there. They said wear a mask and stay six feet away from each other, and then they were like, "Okay, well, you don't have to do that if you get the vaccine." So everybody ran to get the vaccine, and for like maybe a week or two, the people that were not the people that were vaccinated didn't have to wear a mask. They didn't have to social distance as much. Um, they could travel a lot more freely, et cetera, et cetera. And then after about two weeks or so, they were like, eh, never mind. Everybody still has to wear a mask and everything. And now the people that went and get vac got vaccinated were just like, I, I did this so that I don't have to be restricted. But you're putting those restrictions right back on me and basically saying, never mind. Uh, our scientists were wrong, <laughs> you know, so it, it was that I mean that that kind of that was one part that just annoyed me personally Because at the time I was on active duty orders and um, when I was on the base uh, There you know the base literally does everything that the government obviously says because it's a governmental agency um, And it was just so weird because we were doing a lot of this back and forth back and forth thing and it was getting it was getting on my nerves It was getting on everybody's nerves, but uh, there just hasn't been in my just in my opinion, there hasn't been much continuity or consistency when it came to the government handling the situation. Um, and honestly, with that, I'll just kind of leave it at that because I feel like you're a little bit more knowledgeable on governmental stuff and all that than I am. But then I'll just talk, now I'll just talk about the church. Now, the church has handled things also very interestingly. I can't say necessarily that the church as a whole handled it bad or the church as a whole is handled it good because there's a balance that literally prevents either one from being more than the other. Um, I've seen many churches just completely go to online church and they're still online church, <laughs> which is, it's interesting, but you know, to each their own. And I've seen churches that have no kind of, or had no kind of uh, distancing, no kind of um, regard necessarily for COVID. And um, honestly, I have I have opinions on both because there needs to be a balance, especially in the world. Um, I hate sometimes how like you have some churches that are more like uh, we don't care what the world does or what the government says. We're just going to do what we want to do. And then they always try to use the separation between church and state. But you have to realize that you are ministering to people of the world. You can't do that if all you're trying to do is rebel <laughs> against every single mandate that the government puts out now now obviously there's some caveats to that but if if you're if you're if you're if you build the foundation of your church on rebellion you're gonna breed more rebellion that's just food for thought but mm -hmm. um but then you know of course i saw some people that really just bow down to the government completely and were just like okay well yeah we'll just go to online church and they've been online church ever since um now one thing that I can commend um, a lot of a lot of churches for that I've seen is that they have adapted to the 
ever-shifting waves of what is happening in the world regarding COVID. Um, many churches have just simply adapted, and I'm proud of them for doing that because some, some, uh, you know, had just online services for a period of time and then they came back eventually some had social distancing some have masks and still wear masks and stuff like that so many many churches have tried to just adapt and and keep the keep the witness from being negatively affected by their actions you know so uh in that in that context super proud um but you know it, it's hard to say necessarily whether the church has handled it bad or good because like i said there has been those that have handled it terribly and those that have handled it amazingly um, however, I will say this, and I will give a shout out to everybody who does media ministry because y'all are literally the superheroes of the 21st century regarding ministry. It is, it, uh, and and it does, it's not the it's not the preachers. Okay, let's just get that out the way. And I don't care which preacher is offended, bro. <laughs> like you are not the rock star of mm -hmm. the church and right now, especially and going forward. It will be people in media ministry. They are. Yes. The they are the people that are literally carrying the church forward because if it wasn't for them and there are some churches that are left behind just simply because of the fact that they don't have people that will adapt to the mm -hmm. to the the, the 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 dynamic of the day you know like jesus when he walked the earth he told a lot of parables you know and that was a way for people back then to communicate. They told a lot of parables. They told stories. That was how they ministered. That was how they got the common man to understand what the what the scriptures say, what the scriptures mean, and what exactly it was that Jesus came to do and say, etc. And so Jesus told a lot of parables. And like in today in today's day and age, like sometimes I imagine like if Jesus walked in 2021, if he was on the earth, he would probably be something like a movie producer. Or something like that because what what do we what, what is the main thing that we do we sit here and we just scroll on our phones mm -hmm. we, we watch tiktok we love movies i mean i got a 75 inch tv right back there like that that's just what we do so an effective way to minister is to get the is to get the gospel on our phones on our tvs so yeah shout out to the media ministers out there anyone who runs social media anyone who runs the the sound engineering because they are literally propelling the church forward especially in this um i, I don't even want to call it post pandemic because we're kind of still in it but in this pandemic area and with that I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and pass it to justin yeah man i mean this is this is a, a meaty topic I mean, i'm gonna say first of all that in the last you know, uh, almost two years now, I've, um, I have changed a bit of my position. Now, let me say this. So initially, I, and when I say I've changed, I was uncertain. Here was my, where I did stand unequivocally from the beginning till today. This has not changed. Literally the very first week that I found out about COVID, um, I felt the Lord just kind of put putting in my spirit not to be in fear. Now, that didn't necessarily lead to a particular course of action. A lot of people talk about not living in fear and that and by that they mean so because I'm not afraid I do this or I don't do that. That's not what I'm talking about. When I say that the Lord talked about not uh being in fear, it meant not living in an emotionally oppressed state because everything is going crazy and you don't understand what's going on, right? Yeah. So this was one of those moments where um, 
where nobody there was no talk of a vaccine yet. This is March 2020, ground zero. We're all hearing about this. We're all trying to figure out what are we going to do with our churches? What are we going to do with our families? What are we going to do with our jobs? And the Holy Spirit said, do not live in fear. That's what he gave me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and furthermore, and I know this is going to make some people upset, but it was don't become one of those panicking prayer warriors. Mm-hmm. Because so many of us two years ago started quoting uh, Chronicles. If my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And we took that scripture and started telling everybody that COVID-19 was the punishment of God upon the world for the sins of the land and that the church needed to begin to pray and we needed to begin to repent. And as soon as we began to repent, that God was going to uh, rain down healing upon the land, right? Yeah, And so everybody was praying and everybody was getting on prayer calls. And we all thought that if we called the nations of the world to repentance and started calling out people's sins and blase blase, that COVID was going to be gone in two months or in two weeks. And we were going to be back by Easter. And so we kept preaching this repentance message to people. And, and here we are two years later and COVID hasn't gone anywhere. And I believe there are reasons for that. But 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 the number one reason, uh, aside from if you believe that there's a political agenda, or if you believe it's faked and all that kind of stuff, let's let's throw all that aside for a minute and say the first reason is because COVID did not come from God. COVID did not come from God. It is not the punishment of God upon the nations of the world. It is not. No, no, no. Nope. It is not. God is only good. Okay. So God, God is not sending out plagues to kill the nations of the earth. Mm-hmm. And, and check this out. Check, let's, let's deal with this. That scripture, just so we can be clear about that scripture and oh, yeah. its placement oh, yeah. and let, use. Let, yeah, let's dissect that, please. Yeah, let's, let's deal with context for a minute. Talk about yeah, it. please, please. That scripture was the result, right? Mm-hmm. That scripture was the result of Solomon's prayer. Mm-hmm. When the temple was finished, and he prayed and the Holy Spirit came, but he was praying about the future generations of Israel. Don't miss what I just said. He was praying about the future generations of Israel. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he says, so, Lord, if Not this America. happens, <laughs> he says, Lord, if this happens because of the sins of Israel. Yeah. Right. In the moments where we lose focus in Israel, if this happens, then Lord, please, please, if we repent, would you turn things around? I'm not yeah. quoting exactly. I'm paraphrasing for the sake of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point, yeah. But the yeah. point is that in the context, that scripture is related to God's relationship with Israel answering the prayer of King Solomon for his people. Yep. Now, that being said, I do believe that the church as a voice in the world and in the affairs of the earth spiritually. I do believe in spiritual authority. I do believe that we do possess supernatural and spiritual powers, but I do not believe that everything that happens to everyone in America, America is not a theocracy. 
America is not a Christian nation. Nope. And so I, I just find it slightly doctrinally problematic for yeah. us to assign a text like that to America mm -hmm. when there is not one national doctrine yeah. or, or belief system. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't I don't I don't see how it really works in in tandem with what the scripture is saying. I'm not talking I'm not taking away spiritual authority. That's a real thing. Yeah. I'm not taking away binding and loosing. That's a real thing. I believe in that. But I, I just I and I do believe that when we pray that God hears us and that we have the ability to affect change in the world. I just I think we have to be careful that we don't get to a point where that that our doctrine starts to sound a little bit like Christian nationalism. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but to move forward, that's on that. to, to move, <laughs> yeah. to just shift forward, <laughs> just, you know, yeah. uh, is the next thing. So I, I, I said, OK, I'm not going to be in fear. Right. So I didn't participate in this fear. We need to get close to God. You should have been getting closer to God before COVID. Exactly. And 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 when and when uh, Kenneth Copeland blew and spit on on on, on the COVID nineteen virus, and that didn't work, you should still be praying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when we Corona be gonna, the blood is upon you. Like y'all remember that one? <laughs> I remember that. Like you remember that? Oh, and the guy was doing the like the dance that. and all that. that just yeah. Ridiculous. So none of that stuff <laughs> sent it away, right? And the prophets and all these people came out and said all of these different things. None of it sent it away. So I think as it pertains to that, you know, you, not living in fear, though, for a lot of people was rebellion, just straight up rebellion. Um, and I don't think that that's really what it is either, because I think that what they did for some people is took them out of one fear and put them into another. Yeah, yeah. That's it right there. And so you went from believing. So it's like, well, God will protect me from the virus, but he won't protect me from the government. Mm. I, I don't I don't think that's how it works. Mm -hmm. You can't live in fear of either. And so you make a decision that is prayerful and educated, yeah. but not because you fear one thing or the other. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And that, that, that's exactly why people in most third world countries usually have better you could say revival than america because mm -hmm. they have overcome their fear and put their faith in god and god alone but yeah I'll, 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 I'll let you continue but I, I, so, I i just had to insert that yeah oh no you're absolutely right and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna try to move through through the rest of this so so how did the church handle COVID? I, I think you said it great, Philip. I don't think there was a universal handling of it. I think there were a few outliers that were very ridiculous. And then you had some people that were kind of just, that have been consistent. Um, and, and I'm going to brag on my church for, uh, for this to start, or my pastor. When COVID first started, he, he said God did not tell him to close. And he said God did said to keep the church open. So... In keeping the church open, we didn't stay open at full capacity. Mm -hmm. We went from 300 seats to the city guidelines, which at the start was 50 seats. We went to multiple services. We strengthened our online systems to make sure that we were able to stream. And we were already streaming, um, but we, we improved uh, that. Yeah. Not only that, but we cut our services down so that instead of being in you know, it, it initially having 
maybe a two and a half or three hour service, we cut that down to maybe uh, an hour and 40 minutes to two hours um, uh, to be able to fit, you know, everyone in, get in, everyone in and out. Now we're in Florida, so things have opened up more and more. And, and today we are able to have fully, uh, fully filled services and watch this. We still don't. Yeah. Right. We're still we still have socially distanced seating. We allow more people into the sanctuary, but we still to date have socially distanced uh, seating. Just the other day, now we don't have a mask requirement in our church, right? We never have. But what we have had is our pastor, our church invested thousands of dollars into air filtration of the church. Uh, you know this system that would recirculate and purify the air to make sure people aren't breathing in toxic air. Anyone who was immunocompromised, was encouraged to stay home. All of the elderly people, when this thing first came out and they told us that it was really harming elderly people, they were encouraged to stay home. Yeah. To come, if you came, please, you know, if you feel like that you might be sick or you might be susceptible and you want to come, fine, but wear a mask, right? <laughs> now, th these are the things that were put out to make sure, because it was about making sure that, hey, we're being obedient to God and keeping the church open, but we're also being obedient to God to keep people safe. Yeah. Right? I saw some people who were just very harsh uh, one way or the other, and they said, we're shutting everything down. Let me say this unequivocally. I think if your church is still closed right now, you're pathetic. And I, I'm, I'm saying that exactly how I see it. I think every church should be reopened by now. Yeah, yeah. By now, by now, now by every church should be back open. There shouldn't be anybody doing 100% online church right now. I'm sorry, no, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, Transformation Church has opened their doors all the way back. So if they've opened their church, if they've opened their doors back already, yes. why why is your church of 20? People Transformation people? Church has done it. TD uh, Potter's House it, it, it has done it. I mean, a lot of these churches have reopened. You you should be open by now. Let yeah. me let me hurry up because I don't want to take up all our time. So I think um, that that's one thing I wanted to address. Now let, let's address this with the vaccine. Um, I do not believe there should be mandates for vaccines. I do not agree with that on a governmental side or any side at all. It should not be a governmental vaccine. It should be uh, to me to be within proper rights. It should be a matter of this if you would like to take it i don't believe we're in pandemic level status anymore i live in florida there is no mask mandate people around here do not wear masks and they have it for a very long time right yeah people yeah. are not dropping like flies like they would have you to believe it's just not happening it's not true yeah. and uh, you know people come to florida to vacation all of the time you know what i mean even i in there twice this year <laughs> and they're not wearing masks when they come down here because they don't have to. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. don't be dumb enough to believe all of them are, are vaccinated. Here's the truth. I think that the government went too harsh before they had enough data to know what we were really dealing with. Yeah, definitely. Most yeah. definitely. And they kind of stuck their foot out there and they, you know, and they can't pull it back and they don't know how to calm it down. And, and at this point, I'm, I just feel like they're going to keep coming out with new variants and new variants and new variants and new variants. And variant. yeah. And, and then if you pay attention to investing, and I know, Philip, you, you'll probably know what, what I'm saying when I talk about this. When you pay attention to the investing side of things 
it just really starts to seem like it's a way to move markets and move money around. It just gets really suspicious to me. It's all I'm, I, I'm not even going to go any further with that. Um, but so I, I'm going to address that. Now, if you are a church, I've seen this happen in a church, and I think I think this is stupid. To mandate that people cannot come into your church service without having a vaccine card to present to come to church is absolutely stupid. That's kind of messed up. Like that's a little kind of, that's very it doesn't make sense. Yeah. A little tyrannical. To, I mean, really? Like you can't tell people you can't come to church without showing a vaccine card. Are you serious? Yeah. That's stupid. That's, that's, um, that's dumb. Don't sound like a church to me, Tubby. Huh? No. <laughs> I, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense. I think it's, I, it, and that's just really how I see it. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, I don't believe that is how Christ would have us to operate. That's stupid. I mean, and so I, I mean, Christ, Jesus literally Christ went not, and ministered to uh, um, to lepers, lepers, the lepers, yeah, yeah. lepers. Like mm-hmm. he was, he, went, he was not six feet away. As a matter no. of fact, lepers, lepers were supposed to be like thirty feet away from people. Right. Well, I, I, th- I think it was outside crazy. of the city. Yeah, they were supposed to be like out, out, out of sight, even out of mind. And Jesus lepers, was right there, up in their face. Just the like lepers that. had their own quarantine camp. Jesus had they sure to, did. Jesus <laughs> yeah. had to go outside of the city to their quarantine camp to minister to them. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so there ain't no yeah. way. Yeah. So that that's my stance on that. Um, I, I, I think there's a lot of just weird stuff, you know, all across the board. But as, as it pertains to, I think the government's just doing what the government always does. And there are certain things that you're never going to really understand exactly what they're doing. Uh, but as, as it pertains to, to the church, um, I think we just have to operate in godly wisdom. And we have to make sure that um, that we're not being ridiculous man yeah yeah like i'll leave it right there i'll leave it right there (laughs) yeah yeah um both of y'all made great points that um that i've had in okay um that i've had uh, that i've been thinking about um because as y'all know for those of you who follow me know um you know a lot of y'all know what i post if any of you guys post uh any of you guys watch what i post um for the church, uh, like you guys said, it was definitely a mixed bag of responses. Um, for some of you, we had the Marcus Rogers, um, Greg Locke crowd who were like, we're not going to live in fear. And for them, that we won't bow be, down. Yeah. And, and for them, that meant, uh, for, for them, that meant um, just being in, in complete Rebellion. opposition to the government and yes. No compromise whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah, there's no compromise whatsoever. And the thing is, is that and and honestly, the sect that Philip and I run in have have majority of the people in our sect kind of hold those views as well. And the thing that the the issue that I saw was that there was some there's there's some good churches that you know had a very balanced approach to it. Um they were as, pretty as much like should. They're like, hey, if you feel uncomfortable, you can wear a mask or you can stay home. We're not going to view you in a different light if you do that. We understand that you want to you you want to protect yourself. That's OK. Um, they also said, if you are sick, please stay home. Do not come to church. And I want to stop right there. The problem I had with 
a good number of folks in the church was they would say, we're not going to live in fear, which is fine. But I, I know they were sick. People around them knew they were sick. They knew they were sick. And then they would proceed to go to church and go to conferences, go to Bible quizzing tournaments and whatnot like that. And I'm just like, are you serious? Yeah. You know you're sick. Mm. Like this isn't a, right. oh, I have allergies. You're sick. These are all the symptoms of COVID. You don't have any taste. You're very weak. Like you can't, you can barely move. You've been laying in bed, but you're going to take your happy behind with no mask. Okay. And as Larry Reed would say, you're bare back in the air and, and you're going to go give it to other people. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're going to go give it to other people. So I had a really big issue with that because for those of you that don't know, I intend to go into the medical field. So by default, I'm very pro-science. Um, to a degree, I'm very pro-science. Um, so the church, like I said, it was a very mixed bag. But I think um, the church definitely in some areas took a very radicalized approach and took a very anti-government radicalized approach. Um, and um, some sects also decided to dig into the fear-based religion where this is the antichrist this is you know the mark of the beast. Beast. these are the last days <laughs> if you get the vaccine you know they rewrote your dna so you you're, you're unable to be a christian anymore like the amount of fear-based religion i have seen ever since the pandemic had has really ticked me off to be honest and yeah, yeah, for yeah. those of you that watch me online yes i railed against them because i did not think that was okay I'm going to touch Aaron's comment here in a second, <laughs> but um, I, I just, <laughs> that man wrote a book. I'm going to touch that in a second. Um, but the thing was, is I just, I, I really wish that the church at large took a very, uh, took a very balanced approach to it because in some churches, even they're not going to preach against mass because some churches preached against mass, railed against mass. They said, if you, if you wore a mask, you're not a believer. If you took the vaccine, then you're living in fear. And then some churches, you know, they didn't preach against any of that. But if you went to their church, I'm not going to call any names, but if you go to the church, you don't see anyone wearing a mask. If you wear a mask, you are the odd man out and everybody's looking at you like you're crazy. Okay. So it's just, I just wish we would have kept a very neutral, balanced approach we, I wish we did not allow politics to polarize the gospel plus how the church handled COVID because the political polarization had a huge thing to do with it as well. Can, can I jump in right here really quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I know a lot of people believe that um, Donnie J was God's man. Mm. And, and, and they believe that the vaccine... Um, is uh is a democratic narrative and i i think it's very important for you all to remember that donnie j was trying to get the vaccine done to use as a re-election tool operation warp speed so let's not uh, and, and again i'm not i'm not I'm because I, I think one, what, you know, I'm not a fan of the vaccine, to be frank. I'm not. And, and the reason I'm not is because I don't think there's enough data out there about it. I think it came out too quick. Yeah. And I think I don't think I know because the data exists to show 
that um, there are people who have died after taking the vaccine. Oh, yes, 100%. So I'm not a fan of something like that. Um, obviously, the masses haven't. But there are more than it's more than a few for it to be a coincidence that there are some issues. And if you did some research, even a few months ago, J&J was taken off of the market for a bit because of how many people were dying with heart issues after taking the J&J vaccine. And it was put back on the market with no amendments. Yeah, there weren't any changes or adjustments made to that vaccine before it was put back out there. The government had paid too much money for it. There were too many vials of it out there. And essentially it was just like, hey, slight additional warning put out here. And we, you can just kind of put that back out there. So I don't think it's safe. I don't. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was and I'm, I'm about to roll into the, the government. Um, but with the church, I, we were too radicalized, too polarized, too divided. And I, I, I don't think... Um, the church at large handled it well um, in terms of being uni united. As far as the government, um, from the start of the pandemic, we were very, there was a lot of confusing um, uh, information that was given by the health authorities. There's no way around it. Does not matter where you stand, whether you're pro-science or whether you're anti-science. The government had very, very confusing um, language when it came out about it. When it first came out, Anthony Fauci um, was like, hey, we, I don't think we need masks. And then they found out that people were transmitting it to each other so much. Then he was like, oh, crap, we need masks. And then when the vaccine came out, if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. So people went, got the vaccine decided not to wear their mask, not knowing that you can still transmit it even though you have the vaccine, even though, yes, the viral load that you have is gonna be a lot less than if you were unvaccinated, but you can still transmit it nonetheless. And then when they found out that people were transmitting it even more, oh no, put your mask back on. So I, I personally believe that that back and forth was what really caused a lot of people to have some distrust. And yeah. not only that, but it also caused the people who were spreading propaganda, anti-science propaganda, anti-vax propaganda, it just gave them more ammunition to say, see, 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 something's afoot. Guard, yes. your, guard your wives. Get your guns. The government is trying to take over by way of vaccine. And, and the thing is, is the government has nobody to blame but them. When this first started um, at the beginning of the show, I talked about how this month marks about two, two years or three, three years, two. No, three years since it first started. And some people are like, well, it started in March. Well, the U.S. government knew that COVID was a thing well before March 18th, 2020. The yes. government already knew. But our man, um, our, our man, uh, 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 tea daddy um, decided to make a to take to make a risk cost risk scenario. He knew, eh, this might not be anything. The government told him when he took over back in 2016, Obama had his team get with their team. They said, "Look, we don't know when, but there's we are due for a pandemic level viral coronavirus outbreak." 
we don't know when it might not be on your in your term it might be in your term but just know we're due donald trump decided to to canex the pandemic response team because he made a risk decision like eh, i don't think it's going to happen during my term so let's just cut the funding to that give it to somebody else and do our thing well we all know how that worked out all right we all know how that worked out it did not work out great it was again it was one of those risk cost risk things that happened and it just happened to backfire. Um, so it was it was one of those things that um, we didn't he didn't want it to be a pandemic. He didn't want to call it a pandemic. But when the proof was in the pudding and scientists were like, yo, we have a problem here. That's when March 18th or 17th, he came up and was like, literally, it was March 17th. He was like, they said, sir, is this a pandemic? Is this a pandemic? He was like, no. Then March 18th, he comes to the press conference and says, this is a pandemic. And everybody's just like, what? And then he, and then the thing is, is he said, and then he said, well, I wish he wouldn't have said this because this gave a lot of Trump haters ammunition. He said, I knew this was a pandemic since January. I was like, dude. I was like, dude, you knew why, if, even if you knew it was a pandemic since January, why would you say that? Why would you say that? Yeah, exactly. Like, why would you say that? You could have just kept that, that to yourself. And because from January to March, he was saying, this is not a pandemic. We're good. This is not a pandemic. We're fine. And then March, you're like, this is a pandemic. I knew the whole time. Dude, you know what I mean? So to wrap the government part up, it was very confusing, very confusing. And so when the government decided to say, hey, we need you to get a vaccine. Hey, we need you to wear a mask. Hey, we need you to social distance. People were just in the headspace of saying, no, I'm not going to do that because I don't even know if what you're telling me is going to work. And mind you, it was called the novel coronavirus and the word novel in the science community means simply we don't know. So at the beginning of the pandemic, they were just throwing things at the wall, hoping it stuck, something stuck. And honestly, it, it really, honestly, a lot of people lost faith in the government when that was happening. And, yeah. and I honestly, I understand why. I totally understand why. I understand, like I said, I'm very pro-science. I've, I've read studies, I've, you know, I'm very pro-science, but we, we cannot go past the, the fact that the initial messaging was quite confusing. Another thing, yeah. another thing was um, we had a debate of, should we get vaccine-induced immunity or natural immunity? Well. To settle that debate, both vaccine and naturally induced immunity are two good forms of immunity. One is not better than the other. The caveat to that is less people die with one than the other. Because natural immunity means you're going to let a virus rip through the population. And once it's ripped through the population, you're going to have herd immunity. You're going to have herd immunity, but a lot of people are going to die. With a vaccine, are you going to still have some people that die? Yes but not as many are gonna die. So there was this huge debate. Should we get the vaccine, should we not? And it was very polarizing and you had the natural immunity folks on this side and the vaccine induced immunity folks on this side going at each other when in reality, both forms of immunity are okay. But people don't want to put their egos aside to agree on that fact. And, and, and something else that has to be considered when we talk about the vaccines, <clears throat> excuse me, is 
Okay, so you got you got the vaccine that dealt with the initial virus, right? Yes. And then we had um, Delta come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me clear my throat. There we go. We had Delta come out, and it's like, okay, so is this effective against Delta? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But get it anyway. It's your job to know. But yeah, I digress. Okay, so so we get Delta. We deal with Delta for a while. People are still getting it. Keep in mind, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're more aware of this, but I believe that the initial number that we were given for herd immunity was around 70%, right? Yes, that was the, yeah, that was the initial number. That was the initial but number. Was, but that was for the first... Um, for the fr- for first the first wave, wave prior to Delta. That if yeah. 70% of the, of the population is vaccinated, then we will have reached herd immunity. No one else would be required to receive vaccination mm-hmm. we'd yes. be good right yes now moving forward then we have this delta thing and it's like oh snap mm-hmm. we don't even know if that vaccination works mm-hmm. you need a booster shot yeah. <laughs> all right so uh-huh. so we deal with delta for a while and now we have omicron um omicron, yeah, omicron. not 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 omiron <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Or Omarion, not Omarion either. Not Omarion either. Uh, no. uh, Stop that. Uh, <laughs> <Black>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so now we're dealing with Omicron, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh snap, we don't know if if this is going to be effective against that. So mm-hmm. so my question is. Mm-hmm. Is it that every time there's a new variant, we're going to need to get another booster shot? So, and if that's the case, then this is not a pandemic. This is the flu. Yeah, exactly. So, here's the thing. So, here's the thing. Yes, you, you are correct. Um, the problem is, is we have not gotten to endemic status yet. Endemic status is what the flu, the Spanish flu, got to, and is what we know today as the flu. You know, you, you either get your flu shot or you don't. Nobody really cares. 30,000 people, on average, 34,000 people die of the flu every year. So it's not really a big deal. It's not a global, you know, thing that we have to shut down the country for. But the, 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 the thing is, is when you have new variants, and when you have new variants, that means the, va- the virus mutated. If you give the virus enough time, it's going to, it will mutate. And when it mutates, the amount of herd immunity either goes down or it goes up depending on how much that virus on how fast or slow that virus replicates so in order for everything to go back to normal and for us to get stop talking about this and get rid of it we have to get to endemic status yet that means we have to reach herd immunity so yes at first it was 70 percent of the u.s populace needs to get the vaccine in order for us to go back to sort of normal and for us to stop being in a pandemic and for it to get to endemic status. But when they started rolling out the vaccines, you had propaganda machines, you had um, political figures polarizing everything. So a lot of people didn't want to get the vaccine because of that. You had a lot of people, a lot of people who were simply unsure. They weren't anti, they weren't pro, they were just unsure. And, and I mean, that's, have, kind of, that's honestly kind of where the world is right now is yeah. every, everyone's still kind of unsure. But what I do know is that going forward, um, 
like live your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Many yeah. people are still caught up in this in what was 2020. And we're literally there's five days left in 2021, guys. Like this is not I, 2020 I, all over again. There, there's there's no there's no shutdown, none of that stuff. Like we're we're good. Now I, I understand that you know some people um still have yet to really get their careers back on track because that was grossly affected by the pandemic. And I know all of those things, and I'm not telling people to, to suck it up and move on. Um, but what I am saying is that from this point forward, um, things that you don't have to worry about, really, in, in all honesty, is the vaccine. <laughs> like, if you yeah. want it, get it. If you don't, don't. Like, honestly, yeah. the, the whole the whole man, like, some people were thinking, like, yeah, they're going to put us in concentration camps if you don't get the <laughs> vaccine. And, you know, everybody was, of course, using the whole, like, oh, yeah, you can't buy or sell, so mock of the beast. Like, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, let's just say this really quick about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I did a whole lesson, too, like, last Friday about this, too. <laughs> about let me, my, let oh, me get good close. On you. Let me close for this. All right. We're getting close, y'all. Um... The vaccine has nothing to do with Mark and the Beast. Thank Absolutely. you, Jesus. <laughs> no, two months ago, I preached a sermon. I literally said that over the pulpit, and you could have heard a needle drop. And I was like, listen, I'm going to say it again. It has nothing it's to done. do with the Mark of the Beast. Because, I mean, and, mo and to be honest, most of the people that say Mark of the Beast have never actually studied mm -hmm. the Mark of the Beast. They don't know who the Antichrist is. Nor do they know. I mean, we, we we've talked about it in the group chat. We're gonna have to probably do another live on for sure. You know, no end times prophecy and for all sure. of for that. For sure. And and and, those, and and the mishandling of the Book of Revelation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Not 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 revelations. It's the Book of <laughs> Revelation. No. Hey hey hey! Teach doc. Mishandling of that book, man. It's 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 man. a pet peeve of mine. You know, so that's so that's, that's why last week I had, to, I had to teach that lesson, especially to my youth, because I was like, listen, what y'all are not going to do is grow up to be like my parents generation was and call every every inconvenience that happens in the world the mark of the beast. That's what you're not going to do. And what you're also not going to say is every minor inconvenience is, oh, we're living the end times. You know, they've been saying that since 1921 when a certain when a certain, you know, man who was called a prophet was always preaching that this is the end times and they thought. They thought that the year he died, the rapture was going to take place, and it's been 60 years, and the rapture is going to take place. You know, so the, all, all that just to say. <laughs> are we hey, are we going to drop names? No, 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 no. All that just to say people have mishandled the book of Revelation, and the fact that they're using like a, a, a fear theology is what, and, and, and this is me, like, you know, Caleb a lot usually usually talks about the government a lot but i usually like to point things at the church and it's i don't beat up on the church trust me i don't i love the church it's my it's oh, like my God. baby it's like my baby and that's why i try to take care of it and root out the bad stuff that will get toxic and poison yes. and poison yes. people that will come into the church i like to get that stuff out so sure. yes i do direct a lot of my comments at the church and you're just gonna have to deal with that i am a minister okay <laughs> it, so, it is what it is. so fun, funny thing you say philip um i don't know if you guys saw this comment i think i sent it in the group chat but we got accused of talking bad about the church oh yes yeah I yeah, yeah. I, I, we, yeah we we, we, we got accused of, of denigrating the church and for those of you watching first time watching that is not our mission like philip said the church is our baby all but you all we must also get out of the mindset, please. People watching this, I say this with love. We must get out of the mindset that the church is above accountability. It mm -hmm. is not. Exactly. As a matter of fact, right. 
the church is held to a higher standard of accountability. Sure. And that's why people get so hurt when when things happen in church that may mm -hmm. happen in the world the same way is because church people and just the church in general is held to a higher standard of accountability. And, and that, that, that really is just is what it is. And mm -hmm. if, if you're if you're going to always deflect and be like, well, we can't talk bad about the church or we can't call uh, names for certain ministers and et cetera, et cetera, because it'll ruin ministries. L listen, your ministry is not worth someone's soul. No. Thank you. Like that, that is not a trade off. We're not going to hurt people, push people out the church and mi and mishandle the Bible and misrepresent it to people. And then have the nerve. And, and then when people want to call you out about it, you're just like, well, no, no, they're accountable to God. They're not accountable to people. No, no, no. OK, that's another can of worms. But let me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a can of worms, man. But I got to say, I got to get I got to get closer for this one. OK, so pastors are not just accountable to God. Okay? Mm. I say that with love. Mm. I say that with love. Any person in fivefold ministry is not just accountable to God. Mm. They are accountable to one, the people that voted them into their positions that they're in. Mm. They're also accountable to the people that are around them, their ministry peers. They're also accountable to them mm -hmm. and they're accountable to God. That's three layers of accountability. Yes, sir. That all, men now, all ministers Honestly, now, can 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 I can I add to that oh, real yeah, quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Because if we're going to talk about biblical order, yeah, oh, uh, this one's oh, going to get sticky. Oh, oh, oh. This is going to get sticky. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. All right. So 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 now let's deal with this right in the in a more democratic setting. Pastors mm -hmm. are voted in. I mean, this is a whole nother life we might have to do. But in biblical times, we didn't have votes. They didn't vote the church in. There was apostolic order, which many of you call denomination, but um, it was apostolic order, meaning that Timothy was a pastor, but Timothy was accountable to the Apostle Paul. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Meaning that when the Apostle Paul needed to go out, uh, he was sent by a council. Yeah. Right? And, and so many of the issues is... We have a lot of pastors who who have not been sent. <laughs> My mom was just talk, talking to me about I mean, that be, today. Being being a pastor does not necessarily mean that you were one appointed, anointed to be said pastor. You may just be a good leader, and you may be a great speaker. That's okay. That's cool. You fulfill you fulfill that role. But right. what we're not gonna do is sit up here and act like every person that self-proclaims themselves to be prophet, apostle, pastor, event. like you just can't self-proclaim yourself to do that and no. then try to and dodge accountability when you make a mistake by saying but, I'm accountable to God. So uh, yeah, if I make a mistake, God will deal with me. No, he deals with you through people. And, and, and honestly though, do you really want God to deal with you? You, yeah, do you, you really? Do you know? Like, do you know what 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 that means to say I'm accountable to God and God will do? Because, and here's the thing: I've heard many great preachers that I I love them. I love them. They are they are my peers, and I always say things with love, and that's why I don't want to necessarily call out their names because I'm not going to be like you know you're just a wrong preacher. But I've heard preachers say like. If 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 you feel like your pastor's done something wrong or like he's not hearing the voice of God, don't you say nothing to nobody or say nothing to him. Be God, let God deal with him. And I'm just like, 
sir. That that's how you see. You see, you see, and this is gonna, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna crack this can of worms and shut it real quick. That type of rhetoric has been how ministers and people in the faith period have skirted accountability. Exactly. And that that is that is an issue. And 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 how does this how does this relate to the whole COVID thing? What I'm saying is that there have been people that have mis- have blatantly mishandled things, especially in this pandemic. If if I'm if I'm being honest with you, I have also seen an exodus of church folks that have left the church during this whole pandemic era. Yeah. Um, yep. and, and I'm sitting up here scratching my head trying to figure out why. Yeah. And it's because of the mishandling of mm-hmm. different situations. Um, people that come to their pastor like for counseling or something like that, and they just mishandle it, or 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 the fact that 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 certain preachers or pastors mishandle the word properly, or they're or or they're just toxic, abusive, damaging. And I'm not saying all churches are like this. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm trying to say is I have seen people even near and dear to my heart like leave not necessarily the building of church but just kind of leave church and and it's slowly becoming a thing where they're more so going against faith in general because mm-hmm. of because they don't see that or though or or people of faith being better than people of the world so they're like why do i need this etc cetera, etc cetera. so how, that that's how it it kind of um relates to this whole pandemic era and i know i mean you can only talk so much about yeah. COVID 19 before it gets conspiracy and before people get their own opinions mm-hmm. or whatever but yeah. especially whenever we're talking about the church like we we had to learn that um that the church is not above accountability and, and i've yeah. seen many many churches make mistakes especially when it comes to handling like COVID or something like that and they they make mistake they they're accountable and they just move on yeah and and it works like they have they have a healthy church they have a healthy dynamic like a healthy culture, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and then, but you know, other, other people handle other situations wrong. And my point by saying all of that is just simply the fact, and I will, and I will, and I will just beat this dead horse that people, that leaders in the church are not above accountability. And you should, I mean, like I said, they're accountable to the people that voted them into the position. They're accountable to the ministry peers around them. And they are also accountable to God. That's three layers of accountability. So you can't at now. Yes, the Bible specifically says, you know, somebody makes a mistake or something like that. You're supposed to go to them. I'm not saying you need to out people all the time, but you should go to them. If they refuse to listen, go to, you know, other people that they should be accountable to. So in this case, I guess their ministry peers go to them, be like, hey, um, I, I'm just bringing this up. You know, y'all should talk to him, talk to him. Then that. After that, most people would just be like, well, just leave it in God's hands. No, 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 no. We don't do that. At that point, now you get the whole body involved. Yeah. This is when you out them. And everybody loves to skip that step because nobody wants to be seen as the snitch. Nobody wants to be seen as the problem person. Um, or or and here and here's the best one. Nobody wants to ruin someone's ministry. Mm. And that's yeah. why there have been ministries that have grown to gargantuan proportion off of the backs of abusing people and not being held accountable. Remember, or, or what about the ministries who have not been able to grow because of that type of abuse? Yeah. They have not been able to flourish because of that type of abuse. Mm-hmm. 
too many, honestly. And 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 this is uh and is and, and the, like I said, the reason I'm bringing it up is just so that going forward, how we should handle everything, not just a pandemic or whatever, but we should always handle things with a level of accountability that's above reproach. Yeah, if yes. the world sees that the church can hold itself accountable, it, it doesn't have to be ugly. Like you don't have to do church splits. You don't have to snatch credentials from people. Yeah, like, there should be levels of accountability, and we can we can we can really dive deep into that on another on another. Yeah, I mean we we did talk about accountability accountability a while back, so we don't necessarily need to tackle that topic, but specifically other things. Um, yeah. in, in the church. But uh, yeah. what what I'm saying is that when people see that level of accountability, they will want to migrate to it. And if you want to witness to a world that is living in a fear state because of COVID. Um, they're living in a fear state because they feel like the governments are the government is just tyrants that are just trying to rule over people. If you're going to try to minister to these kind of people, and especially in this new age, you're going to have to show people that you are not a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we come from we, we, we are a product of generations that say if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it is a duck. So they have mastered the art of coming, especially the church with a mask, pretending to be one person. And then when they go home, they're yeah. going to be a completely different person. Yeah, I think um, I, I really do think um, like my mom, my mom just said, um, just feed people's souls and stay out of worldly affairs. And I, I, I agree. Um, we. We, we just really what, what we're trying to say here, y'all, is stop preaching against, you know, vaccines, mask and all of that and just care for people. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Let's like let's not let's not fuel the fire let's, or not fuel the fire. Let's not fan the flames mm -hmm. of the polarization of COVID-19. Let's not do that because I know I'm in a group right now. And a lot of people in that group started deconstructing and leaving their churches because pastors were preaching politics. I mean, pastors have always preached politics because apparently you can't be a Christian unless you're a conservative Republican. But that's another conversation. Number two, the pastors <laughs> were, 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 were preaching, you know, against, you know, masks and vaccines. And, you know, they were here's the thing. They were spreading fear, but not, oh, COVID's going to kill you fear. They said, oh, we're not going to live in fear. And then they did the whole, you know, if you wear a mask, you're living in fear. And it's just, you know, they gave them they, they, they took people's fear of COVID away and gave them the fear of the mark of the beast or gave them the fear of the Antichrist. Or and fear you know, of, of you have weak faith or fear yeah, or, of right. you're not right. like the now you're afraid of being afraid <laughs> where they said it's, you can exactly mountain. You know, and, be and, and, and so I, I, I really think that we just need to get back to the. As um, Brother T.F. Tinney would say, keep the main thing the main thing. What is that? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's just keep it that way. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hit this comment. Aaron um, says, okay. says the hypocrisy of fear within, the Christ within Christianity simply boils down to the condemnation of legitimate fear or concern of people's health and safety. Yep. Those carrying out measurements recommended by scientists and health professionals are patronized by the Puritans of our day who on one side say, do you not trust God to keep you safe? While on the other side, constantly repeat and truly believe all kinds of conspiracies or the constant goalpost moving claims of those of who's the Antichrist and what is the mark of the beast. Honestly, um, we could bro, you could break down that comic. Uh, to be honest, 
Okay. Okay. So first of all, first of all, let me Phillip, just go hit that. Hit that, Philip. Um, hit that. Hit that. Aaron, you should you should be a book. You should write a book. Like seriously, this man has such a he has a way with words that just like flows in like yeah. I you should you should you should be a writer. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Um. Anyways, uh, but yeah, the condemnation of the legitimate fear or concern for people's health and safety. This is where that whole what Caleb was really just talking about the whole fear thing where they take away the fear of COVID and then they just put in the fear of you got weak faith or put in the fear of the Antichrist or put in fear of insert here mishandled scripture. Okay. Um, now that that condemnation has been in the church for a long time and i wish i could say that it, it, it's going to go away but really it's not going to go away until the church holds itself accountable to be honest with you mm-hmm. until until we stop putting people behind the pulpit that that push that propaganda and instead of preach the gospel they preach pop- propaganda and politics until we stop putting those kind of people behind the pulpit i don't care if they're your favorite preacher i really don't they should not they like politics are not the gospel in any way shape or form Philip, pause. Say that one more time. Like po- politics are not the gospel. Hi-ya. Like you, the, and and the fact, I have a bone to pick with every minister, and I wish you would watch this. Who any any minister that 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 went that last year during the election went behind the pulpit and condemned people for voting for any specific person. Mm-hmm. I will, I have a bone to pick with all of you. Honestly, I don't hate you. I just have a bone to pick with you. I want I want to talk with you and and remind you of what you are charge to do and that's preach the gospel and not politics okay so it uh, respectfully not genuinely respectfully well, got a little bonus since you open that kind of word just as well i just wanted to i i just wanted to make an observation um <laughs> because... <Them> observations <laughs> Because uh, because in January, um, well, well, let, let's go, let's deal, let's go back a year to uh, to last November, yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere uh, round about November third. Yeah, um, somewhere <laughs> there was uh, there was an uh, uh, an event that transpired in America. Yeah, yeah, and and and. Um, and we we addressed that, so I won't beat a dead horse for sure, for sure. Um, or donkey. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things that that happened after that in January um, was that we heard a lot of talk about, um, or I won't even say talk about prophecy, declaring that by the end of this year, that. Um, no there would be some fraud exposed and that um that uh what did i call them earlier um that donnie j would be back in office yeah yeah um and and it's well not, it, yeah. it's, it's it's not the end of the year yet um yeah, that yeah. that that's gonna come yeah, up we, here yeah. you know mm-hmm. this we weekend yeah. um just 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 a few few, few days yeah. yeah so i just i just wanted to point out that that observation that um that it's a possibility um, in just a few days that um, some of the prophets may have failed again. Um, again, that again, yeah. that maybe maybe when it comes down to politics, um, we should do more like the uh, do more like the the prophets did in the Bible and prophesy to the politicians about what the Lord would have them to do. Yep. Um, instead of trying to prophesy about who's going to be elected in a democratic society where you don't know who's picking and god doesn't reveal ballots to you 
yeah. that, oh, that, yeah. that was all. That, yeah, yeah, that was all. Big, big facts. No, no, no. I mean, and, and I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, big, big, he's big, big, big facts. He, he, he's completely right. Uh, and I mean, just and and I implore any person that calls himself a prophet or is in the office of a prophet, read the prophetic books of the Bible. Please. Aaron, please. Um, please, yeah, please, please. Uh, um, I mean, just read Daniel. Yeah, um, read. I mean, I would say read, read Revelation, but many of you mishandle that book, so stay away from it. I'm no, so I, I'd say, I well, I'm not going to go into it, but um, you need to do some research on how you are to view revelations what lens you need to view revelations before you even open to chapter one i'll just, I'll, 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 I'll i'll give you a hint historic it's also a uh and, and a, symbolic and a, language and a an apocalyptic um daniel like language and reference point um yeah those are some hints those are some hints y'all just might, might have been written in codes because it had to go through roaming guards and they didn't want them to understand what was being written exactly yeah we're, and we're not going to go into allegory and none, none of that yeah yeah. yeah we ain't we ain't even going to do that but hey, so but, but 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 we what, what we will do um is just uh yeah say say be careful just a little bit yeah. um just yeah all, 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 that, all that yeah so we uh, anyways I, I gotta finish breaking down this comment um okay yeah 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 and then he said not, yeah um <laughs> the constant goalpost moving. I mean, I don't want to keep beating that dead horse, but stop moving the goalpost about who's the Antichrist and who's and what's the mark of the beast. I, and the reason I say that is because if you are born again, if you have the Holy Ghost living inside you, both of those things should not bother you at all. Mm -hmm. At all. Like, I, I feel like people are worried about the wrong thing. Like, mm -hmm. Jesus... When, when Jesus left the apostles, he, he, he said, go and, and, all and, world. And, and preach the gospel. To who? To who? To, to, who? to, to every creature. Oh, okay. Did no, it no. say preach politics and conspiracy theories? and Like, none, none of that has to do with the Antichrist or the mm. Mark of the Beast. Mm -mm. So if you are doing it, your due diligence and going deeper in your relationship with God, because that's important, your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Those things shouldn't bother you. Thank you. Thank but, you. Well, I mean, like I said, we do come from a generation and the generation before them that believed that everything was the end times and they, and they read literal and they read Revelation a little too literally. Um, and because of that, that's why there's a lot of misconception. But can, can, I, can I put your mind at ease and give you hope? Because, you know, this is what a prophet should say. Regardless of the Antichrist, regardless of the mark of the beast, you are still, your name is still written in the Lamb's yes. book of life. You are still in God's hand. And he ain't going to let you go as long as you yes. hold on to him. That is a prophetic word. Mm -hmm. You can take that to the bank. Thank okay? Jesus. It's, it's not gospel if it doesn't have a message of hope. Mm -hmm. So, exactly. Hey, hey! But, but, but what exactly. a lot of people don't understand, and this is another can of worms, but I'm not even opening it. The gospel comes to bring liberation. <laughs> comes to bring liberation, guys. Like like Philip was saying, my mom told me the same thing um, last March when, you know, we were at work and they said go home. Um, we're doing new shifts. I called my mom and was like, Mom, we got this COVID. Da 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 da. You know what my mom said? She said, Caleb. Do you believe in God? I said, yes, ma'am. She says, are you saved? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, why are you worried then? What you tripping for? She said, why? What would you worry for? 
And I was just, and I just, you know, I was sitting on the phone. I was actually in the living room when I was talking to her. And I just laughed because if you're saved and your name is written on the Lamb's Book of Life, there is a new name written down in glory and it's mine. <laughs> anyway. Oh, he said, uh, now he's a singer, y'all. He went from Minister Ross to Psalmist Ross. He's a Psalmist. <laughs> he's a Psalmist. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, go but, ahead. But real though, if your name is written down in glory, why are you worried about COVID nineteen? Like me, he, you know. Here's the thing: is I, somebody told me they're like, "Well, Caleb, if you don't believe in the Antichrist, you're gonna be, you're gonna be, um, what did they say? They said you're gonna have a rude awakening." I said, "And if, and if y'all's futuristic view of revelations turns out to be true, and there's the Antichrist, Mark of the Beast, whatever, I'm still not gonna care." Like, like that TikTok voice says. We do not care. <laughs> we do not. We really don't. If I am saved, I am safe. Exactly. That's what. Yeah. The, and that that is the message that should be preached. Not politics. Okay. I, I and I understand sometimes. And we've been going for a while, so I guess we'll try to wrap it up. But hey, we warned y'all that this would be a long episode. Okay, so. Mm -hmm. you know, just grab your popcorn. Hey, you can listen to this later too. Like this is gonna be on the page and everything. So just you mm -hmm. can go back. You can go back. And listen. Yeah, we're, we're we're gonna put it oh, on oh. spot. I'm gonna put it on Spotify and Apple for you guys. And to, Spotify. Do not um, forget. Yes. Oh, we, everybody. We, we also um, Spotify. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, my friend Sandy. Today is her birthday. Happy birthday, Sandy. Happy birthday. Right. Sandy. Happy birthday, Sandy. Thank you. For hey, hey, Caleb. You want you want you want to sing Happy Birthday? No, no, no. We're good on that. We're good on that. Um, trying to but, birthday, but, 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 but for our, our, our Christian friends, uh, here's the thing. We love y'all. And if you are truly not living in fear, you're not going to worry about whether or not, um, as Aaron talked about earlier, um, if Trump is going to put us in silence and save all the children from the pedophile pope. Yeah. Um, and, and, and regardless of what you know, charisma news and what other other pages out there that be, that was you know uh, prophesying about Trump the whole entire uh, election run, he is not God's anointed. He's not sent to um, make America a theocracy. He is not sent to guide the church in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he was. He's, he's not appointed like a king of Israel because uh, this is America. <laughs> but um, I digress. Um, he, he's he, no. He's just he's he's a person that fulfills an office of government for the country. Mm -hmm. That is not an office that, of government for the church. Okay, so just that, chill out, chill out, chill and, out on. Prisons. You can vote for who you vote for. I really don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But what what you're not going to do is just because one president says. I believe in God. What you're not going to do is take that to the pulpit and be like, hey, listen, he said he believes in God. Like, I, I heard him quote a scripture out of context. Uh, I heard him quote a scripture. Um, Two so, Corinthians. Yeah, y'all better, yeah, better go vote for that man. And also, do Ooh. not, just because, just because somebody is anti-abortion, that does not mean that they are Christ-like. Okay? Stop that. Stop that. Jesus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I mean, really, really quick tidbit. Really quick tidbit. So back in 2003, before Biden decided to run with Obama, Biden was pro-life and Trump was pro-choice. Biden yeah, only switched his Biden only switched his stance to pro-choice so that he could run with Obama in 2004. Trump switched his stance so that he could run on the Republican ticket in 2016. 
Hmm. See y'all see so, how this goes. Y'all y'all so, y'all y'all up here preaching preaching uh politicians instead of preaching Jesus. Stop that. I right, stop. Just, that. Yeah, just 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 let it go. Just just let it. That's all I'm trying to. That's all I'm trying to say. Come on, Elsa. Just, just, just do what Brother Daniel Walter said to do at General Conference 2021. Just preach Jesus. That's all you got to do. Just and don't Jesus. live, don't live in fear of what of what people you know say. Revelation says about this. If you have not studied it for yourself, which you no, 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 no. If you have not properly studied it that's important context properly got to exegete. exegete open your mouth that's okay. all I yeah yeah don't yeah just do it and 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 the only reason i'm saying that is because i am a person that i want to give people hope it doesn't even it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that i'm a minister just me as a christian i want to give people hope because that's what jesus True. gave me was that's right hope. Mm -hmm. hope from 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 all the all the terrible stuff that be going on in the spirit world that be going on in this world like i have hope okay i have an expected end in eternity so that's the point with the whole church and everything um uh handle things properly and the church is not above accountability and yeah um yeah i'll i'll, pa I'll pass it to one of you two y'all can y'all can drive uh, here i said my justin, <laughs> yeah justin go ahead and uh do, do your thing brother man um i i'm, I'm going to try to close this thing down um, I, I know we've been going for a minute, um, and so if I were to give a wrap up, man, for this year, I think let let me let me let me go here. Let me go here with this. Um, I think that that what this year has revealed is that there are a lot of um, areas that we can fill. Um, and a, a lot of areas, not just the last year, but the last couple of years. I mean, every year reveals this, but these times where we've had a lot of scrutiny, it's just revealed areas that we can really improve on, man. True. Uh, as as Christians, and and I think that um, and we have to do a thorough job of making sure that we represent Christ in ourselves well. Yeah. Um, and 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 I, I want to touch this a bit. No, I'm not gonna open that can of worms. Well, we'll, we'll save that for the next one. Uh -huh. I, I wanna, I wanna tell you guys to be sure to be in tune with us for next year. We are ramping back up. Yeah. yeah. And um, and we've got a lot of interesting things to talk about oh, because y'all yes. out here talking about these relationships and y'all are out here, um, you know, having entanglements and y'all are yeah. out here doing all this crazy mint. As uh, Larry would say, and, um, and and you know we got the manosphere and the red pill and the blue pill and mm -hmm. the city girls and the you yeah, know all that adamant. and and all y'all ain't, ain't none of y'all getting married so kind of what's the point? And, As a matter of fact, know, a lot of y'all getting divorced, but I digress. You know, so we need to talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and and so I want you to I want you guys to really make sure that you're subscribed, that you're telling your friends to come on because we're going to be talking about all of that stuff uh, in the year coming. And the accountability will never stop from this podcast. So if that offends you, come back and just keep being offended because um, we want all of your views. Yeah, mm -hmm. or or, yeah. or you could you know just you know slide in the messages or slide under the comments and let us know what you think. And, <laughs> and, and 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 here's here's another one. If you believe we are wrong, 
tell uh, us. Tell us. We we might even bring you on screen. Mm -hmm. Now, if you come with a rebuke, uh, <laughs> better <laughs> back. Mm. Yeah, don't don't be coming with no rebukes and none of that. that. But 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 you, we can have dialogue. If you think we are wrong, yeah, that's the main thing is we want we we genuinely want dialogue, especially when it comes to things about the church, because that has been lost in the church. Yeah. It's dialogue. There's been a whole lot of do what the man of God says. Don't question it. Don't say nothing about it. Yada, yada, yada. And some of them ain't man of God. Yada, I mean, yada, I'm going yada. to digress that thought because I'm not trying to disrespect no, no minister and nothing like yeah. that. But let's just be honest. There hasn't been much dialogue. And the, the reason why we call this podcast Voice of the Millennials Podcast is because we want to have dialogue and we mm. want to have accountability. That's our two just main things, dialogue and accountability on yes. this podcast. We want to um, create conversations that will cause liberation and um, effectual change and bring yes. people bring people back to the fold that left the church mm -hmm. um, because of no accountability and just downright authoritarianism. I mean, the biggest oh, sorry, thing sorry, about yeah. is we, is we sorry, just no, no, want, that's it. Yeah, we, we want we, we want people's minds to shift, you know, because many people leave their brains at home whenever they come to church. So we want you to bring both your amen and your brain. That's okay. Yes. That's okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, even if you know somebody that has a probably a direct oppositional thought to what we uh, project on this podcast, tell them about us, tell them to come on, type in the comments, or if they do want to come on the podcast, they can. Obviously, we're going to have some rules because, you know, we want to keep us as respectful and clean as possible. We want to have a, a big audience, so we don't want, you know, people just coming on here and just cussing all the time and fussing. We don't need all that. Um, but this is a safe place to just have dialogue. Yes. And both parties do not have to leave changed. Like you can believe what you believe and we believe what we believe, but we want to have dialogue. So absolutely um, with that. Yeah, I guess we'll pass it to Caleb and you can give your closing remarks. Justin, or, did you, or, you wanted to? No, no, no. That was all, man. Um, for me, I'd say uh, let's keep the main thing. The main thing. Let's love each other. Let's love and like really love each other. Like, let's not do that condescending church speak of I'll pray for you. No, 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 no. We need to really love each other in spite of our dis of our difference. Uh, 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 uh. Because at, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we all we got. At the end of yeah. the day, we, we all we got. So please, guys, love on each other. Um, I know for those of you that are not fond of me, I post a lot of inflammatory things. But the reason, I'll tell you the reason why I post inflammatory things is because I want to create dialogue. I'm not trying to be edgy. I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm trying to create dialogue. We need to talk because it makes no sense. Can we talk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes no sense. It makes no sense for us to go to our echo chambers, get reassurance, and then walk around like a bunch of Dunning Kruger graphs. Like yeah. we need to have dialogue, and we welcome that. No matter if you have vehement disagreements. Just keep it respectful. We will dialogue with you back and forth. We'll talk about it. But guys, we we have we have some great things in store. We're gonna get back onto a, a very regular um, podcast schedule. Um, if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, any topics you want us to hit, please hit one of one of the three of us in our messenger. We'll make sure that we talk about yes, it yes, and bring it to light. Um, there's a lot of things for us to talk about, but if you guys. If you, you know, if you're, you're, you, you guys are our fans. Um, Adrian, what's up, man? Adrian's a friend of mine. Um, 
if you guys want to talk about something, let us know. We'll talk about it. We'll bring yeah, you guys on. Yeah, but, we're trying to ramp, we're trying to ramp this up in 2022. We yeah. want to. Yeah, wanna we're trying to ramp it up in 2022. Um, yeah, we yeah. oh, also another thing. Love you, mom. Um, also another thing. We have eclipsed 150 followers on our. Oh page. yeah. And so um, we we want to build. We want to build more. We want more and more people to come on, watch our stuff, comment, create more dialogue. So guys, I implore you, please share. Please like our content. Yes. Um, I was talking to my mom today. We're gonna do a drawing. I haven't. I didn't tell you two about it, but we're gonna. We we're thinking about doing a drawing, um, like a gift card, a T-shirt, and everything like that. So if you're like our top sharer, um, you will get sent a little package. Oh, oh, looks like Emily's getting that one. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think. Nah, she's she, 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 she's gonna get a, a complimentary package. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, guys, please please share. The rest we're, of y'all got really it. Trying to really trying to um trying to do it big and um yeah. just bring all demographics together that's what we want is to bring people together all right yeah. so um but with that thanks for we coming love on you guys love we y'all love you guys more grace on and listen to us talk we have a lot of fun doing the doing these whenever we have time and whenever our schedule so yeah. we, we we love you guys and we hope to see you guys next time i'm not gonna put a date out there um since it's the holiday schedule but we should be out there soon. So with that, if you and Philip, Justin, Great. you and Philip don't have anything, we're out. We're all good. Good night, y'all. Happy New Year. Night, y'all. God bless. Merry belated Christmas and happy new year. We love y'all.